0: Welcome back, everybody, to episode 42 of Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. As always, I'm here with my brother Jeremy. He's recording from somewhere in the vicinity of Beetlejuice. Jeremy, welcome back to the show.
1: I thought I should tell you that I'm quite depressed. Oh, man. Today. It's going
0: to be a downer of an episode.
1: Unfortunately. Hmm.
0: Well, anyways. Um, thanks, Jonathan. It's been
1: a great to be back on the show for the 42nd time.
0: I think there's a significance to that number, but we'll get into that later.
1: No, yeah. But we're not alone this week. I'm here with my
0: brother, Jeremy, but I'm here with one of my childhood best friends. Tim is here to join us on the show. Tim, welcome to, is this your first podcast? Welcome. It
2: is. Greetings, everybody. Greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations. This is my first <laughs> podcast. I'm pretty excited about this episode, except I'm interested about learning what's the significance of it being the 42nd
0: well 42 is it's the meaning of yeah. of life the universe of everything. I mean Together and this is our 42nd episode of inside quotes. So we knew that there was a specific movie we had to cover for this week's episode. Jeremy, do you want to tell everyone what we'll be talking about today?
1: Today I picked the movie Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because 42 because 42.
2: That's a good choice.
1: <laughs> now I don't know. I thought that was the, probably the funniest joke in this entire movie <laughs> is that that's the answer to life, everything in the universe. <laughs> so I be, that became part of my personality as a middle schooler. And I used to say that all the time Um, when a teacher would call on me for an English question, I'd say 42. Uh, yep. And I would either be looked on upon as dumb or really funny. <laughs> Most of the time just done. I,
2: I think the 42 is, is the one thing you can take away. Anybody who, who likes or dislikes this movie, regardless, the takeaway is 42. And then it's interesting is yeah. this, this movie uh, is really polarizing uh,
3: mm-hmm. in that
2: you really either hate it yeah. or you love it. Mm-hmm. But everybody agrees that the 42... Line is is the best part. Uh, it is. It's the funniest. It's the most shocking. It's the most unexpected. It's the most memorable moment.
1: And I, I think that's what Douglas Adams strived for when he was writing this book, and writing this movie, writing this mm-hmm. TV show, radio program. I guess video game. Everything <laughs> he was the, done. He wrote the video game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: For for those uh for those who haven't seen this movie in, in a long time, or I guess not at all.
0: Then why are you listening? We could <laughs> go watch it, then come back.
2: <laughs> we'll do we'll do a small summary of, of what happens. And so essentially, not to get too carried away with, with the most important part, the main course of the movie, mm. which was forty-two. Uh, the movie is about uh an Englishman, Arthur Dent, and he is a, an average man, and the, the movie makes a very good attempt at making him as average as, uh, as one can be, mm. and he's faced with the fact that within moments, the entire planet's going to be destroyed, and he... For a bypass. Yeah, he, it's going to be destroyed for intergalactic purposes.
1: <laughs> Which is ironic, because his own house is going to be is, it is ironic. For a bypass.
2: Um, and, and we'll get into the irony there, because, because I think there's something interesting to, to say about that. He's rescued by his best friend, Ford Prefix, who turns out to be an alien. And by rescued, I mean he teaches him how to basically hitchhike throughout the galaxy. And he knows this mm-hmm. with uh, the information given to him from a guide, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the galaxy. <laughs> and they uh they go on an unexpected journey to basically end up back where they started and that was an earth being created a uh, set earth 2.0 being created mm-hmm. and basically picking off or sorry picking up wherever it left off and that's the uh that's the movie. The, the movie is the, the journey it takes to get from A to B and it being completely unnecessary and unexpected uh, because nothing new leaves, leaves the film mm-hmm. other than this average man knowing a lot more about the universe he lives in.
0: And you could say the movie is about getting actually from point A to C because they build that bypass so we're just going to skip b altogether
1: (laughs) yeah and i think if you're listening and you haven't seen this movie too bad like it doesn't matter because you're just going to be just as lost watching the movie as you are (laughs) listening to us talk about the movie because it's absurd i don't know it's just so confusing but also comforting (laughs) because it Everybody else has their stuff together, and you don't. But <laughs> I, it, that's what it feels like.
2: The, the first time I watched it, um, I can't remember if I, if I was the one who introduced it or not I, um, to you guys. But when I first watched it, my father came over to my house, and he had read the book. He, he's always been a bookworm. And he came over to my house as he, w- as he would regularly do on weekends. And he brought this movie. as The Hitchhiker's Guide on DVD. And he said, son, you got to watch this movie. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen it, but the book is great. Uh, we watched it together and I was just a kid and my mind was blown. I had never seen anything like it before. It, you know, I didn't know what the plot was. I didn't know the names of the characters. I didn't even know what the English narrator was saying or talking about most of the time. But I couldn't stop laughing. The, the, the small twists and unexpected comedy uh, mm. was, was really something I hadn't experienced. And then uh, that, that, was my, that was my first time watching it. And, and I, would, I would say I never forgot that experience.
3: Yeah,
0: I, I think it definitely introduced me to a whole new world of like comedy. British comedy, absurdist, dry humor. <laughs> like It was definitely a, a gateway into to other things. Uh, my introduction, though, was, was through you, Tim. We, mm-hmm. we uh, grew up, I met you in Boy Scouts. Of
3: course.
0: And we went on a hiking trip on the Appalachian Trail in North Georgia, North Carolina area.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And this was like, you were kind of new to the troupe at the time. And so this was like the first time I like really had gotten to know you was on that trip. Oh, great! First impressions. I think think Jeremy is sick of
2: (laughs) the story because (laughs) every time we talk about this hiking trip, he 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 wasn't he wasn't there, and so he always just has to sit and and be listening and say, I know this was the most important week of your life. <laughs> and I'm, t- ah. I'm tired of hearing about it. Cause, <laughs> cause I was an unimportant stuff too, but Jeremy sit back and, and Hey,
0: I'm good with it's it. It's going
2: to happen one more time.
0: One more time. <laughs> but, I, I guess this was after your dad had like brought it over and you had like recently seen it. Cause I something. had the
2: DVD still. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where I came from. I had the DVD cause he came over, he brought it and he gave it to me and we watched it. Mm. And my car had a DVD player. In yeah. It. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's I think was that where we're going.
0: Well, I not what I remember <laughs> is like you quoting the movie with one of our scoutmasters, Mister. Fight, Mr. Fight, like yeah. all the time on that trip. And by
2: quoting the movie, I really just quoted Marvin. The yes. That. that was the only. <laughs> that was the only quote. <laughs> and I don't know if I was quoting him verbatim. I, he has some of his easier lines to remember like this is all going to end in tears i just know it and and he has um (laughs) he has a few that are that are easy but but i think just depressing lines in general i feel like (laughs) it's safe to say that that's that's a quote that's eligible for a quote
3: yeah for sure
1: And before, Jonathan probably thought you were just some depressed kid. Just like, is this Tim guy all right? We're about to go hiking outside for a week. I don't know if he's going to make it. Well,
0: and the deal was, so this was like a week-long hiking trip. We were supposed to go 50 miles, but the whole affair was a very, at least it started out as a very miserable, depressing affair. Because just one thing after the next kept going wrong. And about halfway through half of us, half of the troop just ended up like, we're just going to go home. Cause half of us have like hypothermia and <laughs> we're just done with this. I want to go back home It's spring break. Why did I come up here? <laughs> and so like, <laughs> it was just like this kind of miserable experience at the first half. Cause we were like trying to hike a certain amount of miles a day and we were getting rained on and all of our stuff got soaked. A couple of our, our scout, uh, other scouts in the troop, we're like on the borderline of hypothermia. I was like, we have to come off the trail for a day because mm-hmm. we can't take it anymore. So I think the <laughs> Marvin quotes were, were pretty appropriate at the, the time. The
2: one time I absolutely <laughs> remember doing it was we ended up uh, hiking at different paces. We were hiking up this one mountain, and I think it was Blood Mountain. It had to be Blood mountain. That no was... it wasn't blood mountain it, we weren't there yet sorry it was there was some other mountain that that before we had that really bad hypothermia night and we had split up because we were all, we we're all again hiking at a different pace and so there was there were people leading in the front there were people walking just behind them and we would get separated by hundreds of of meters apart um and i was in one of the the farther out groups and by groups it was just me and this parent Mr. Fight the, the father of one of the uh one of the scouts and it was just it was just me and him we were hiking together we weren't last but we were say second to last uh Kyle was last
3: and <laughs> Kyle was the, the, the was
2: the largest of the of the kids and um yeah he he was last uh, so we weren't last but we you know we weren't we couldn't see it, but, you know, we weren't that far away from it. Mm-hmm. And it was me and Mr. Fight, and we were going up this, this hill. And the way, they, the way they make these paths up these really steep hills is they zigzag them up. They don't go straight up because, I guess, that's dangerous. And so not only is it difficult to go upward, but they zigzag it upward. So it's technically longer now. The, the, the trail is now even longer. You're going upward. Um, and, you know, they make it that way so it can just be a flat. Uh, Mm incline and so we're going from left to right to left to right and it's miserable it's really miserable the packs are heavy we're hundreds of miles away from our houses um it's cold we're all from florida it's probably (laughs) it's raining and it's just me and this uh this (laughs) parent that i really like he's a really funny guy um and i just you know i'm not gonna swear you know i'm not going to say anything i'm not gonna say anything i'm not supposed to but i really gotta make something i gotta say something to get my mind off of the the misery and so i just started saying really depressing things you know this is this is you know all going to end in tears uh you know, I have an idea, but you're not gonna like it. Uh, I could tell you our chances of survival, but you're not gonna like it. And, and 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 he would just crack up. He would think it was so funny that I'd say these things, and it and it got me and him up the mountain. And he got he, you through. Yeah, he called. You know, he ended up calling me Marvin, and he ended up making us all shirts. And 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 <laughs> my shirt had the Marvin head on it from instead of my head
0: life don't talk to me about life
2: yeah and it was it was it's what got it's what got us through so that's why i was saying those quotes i was saying Mm -hmm. those quotes because it was such such a miserable time and it really made me feel better so
0: (laughs) i and i was i was like busting my butt trying to keep up with the group at the very front (laughs) so i wasn't i wasn't with you guys but i remember when we like finally caught up near the end of the day and made camp you guys were Mister. Fight was just like cracking up about all these quotes he was saying, <laughs> and just like throughout the rest of the trip, that was the thing. Like I just kept hearing like Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy quotes, and so when I basically when we ended that trip, I was like, I've got to see this movie.
2: Jeremy, I guess that's how you saw it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And,
0: well, I, and I didn't know I, that it was a book or anything like that first. It was just I went and saw the movie.
1: Except for me, I was staying in a nice lodge not hiking you were there actively. that's right yeah.
2: Uh, yeah with um with both
3: <laughs> my parents Both of,
2: yeah both of our parents were there yeah and um so you saw us i mean you saw us when we got back and uh, i had
1: just joined scouts and i wasn't allowed to go on the trip because i was too young because reasons i mean that's reasonable yes <laughs> but i ended up going on it a couple years later but you guys wasn't the same i
2: saw it together for the first time the movie.
1: I I'm, I'm not sure. In
3: the I car, I actually
0: don't remember the first time I saw the movie. Did we? Is this something that we watched in my car? In your car? It probably
2: was. For me, at least.
1: I remember what. I feel like watching. We watched this on the way to a camping trip. I feel like we were going to Trenton or something.
2: So my, so my. That's why I brought this up. My mother had a Toyota Highlander, and so mm-hmm. it was big enough. To it was an SUV, and so when we would and she was very active in the Scouts as well. And so she, you know, we would always go to camping trips, and she was always really eager to help with the transport. And the cool thing about this car was that it had a gigantic DVD screen. Like one of the biggest screens I had
1: automatic window. I have man. still
2: ever seen in, in, a in that they that yeah. was it was stock. And of course we would always watch movies in the car. And so you saying on the way to these trips would always be a minimum of 2 hours away. And yeah, so you yeah. you saying that you saw it in my car I think is not surprising because I know I had the DVD and I know my mother drove a lot and I know that would be one of the movies I would probably force people to watch.
1: Although logist- logically I don't think I was allowed in the cool kids car. So I don't know if I rode with y'all,
2: but you but as much.
1: You... But I do remember watching it with y'all.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't vaguely. It's it's vague. I don't remember much. I I do. Here's a, a side note, though. I do remember one movie,
0: Tim, that you would always force people to watch. Taps. Taps. So like,
2: Taps. I know you guys aren't going to talk about it on this. Honestly, we will not talk about it's it. It's a horrible. <laughs> uh, it's an eighties Tom, Tom Cruise movie and Timothy Hutton. Mm-hmm. Actually, before we before we get off topic, let's talk about the cast of Hitchhiker's Guide. All right, Wisconsin, all right, because that is something that that shocked me as an adult. As a kid, you don't, you know, yeah, you don't think anything of it. But the entire cast was was A list actors in their prime. I mean, mm-hmm. well, like Martin Freeman
0: wasn't that big yet, because I had. I, I think he'd been on the original they, they British all went office to do
1: bigger and better things.
0: But at the time, this was what I knew him from was this movie. Uh-huh. But then he goes on to do like Sherlock and the Hobbit movies and stuff like
2: Hobbit. Mm-hmm. So you're saying Hobbit came after? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that oh, makes yeah. it even better because these. I take back what I said. I was wrong. It wasn't in their prime. This movie is almost like a legacy film. Yeah, because some- it has mm-hmm. tons. I mean, it does have some some of the cast that were already big, but. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this film was was great. And Ford Prefix?
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Um that was probably his prime Mos Def because I Def. haven't seen Mos Def in anything recently, but yeah. I remember him from Hitchhiker's Guide and the Italian Job remake. That's what I remember him from.
2: Mos Def was really uh when I saw this movie most recently, I was really most impressed with him because he uh wasn't a professional actor at least that's not what he uh
0: i think he's a rapper right he was a rapper mm-hmm.
2: right um he was he was a rapper he was a poet and he's an actor uh and you really got to see i mean he has not been in a lot of films but he acted as if he had been uh and so i think he did an excellent role because <laughs> his character is probably one of the hardest to play too mm-hmm. uh, and mostef was was a really great addition just because he, as a person, what you could you could really see how much of a good artist he he really is, and of, and of course you know the rest of the cast Zoe, uh, who was probably my first crush. Oh oh, <laughs> so just...
1: Zoe Zoe Disney Channel.
2: <laughs> her as well. <laughs> this is
1: pre New Girl for her, so I mean she's been in way other. Things, I think, but other than this was around the same time
0: as Elf. So that's, I mean, this is like one of her first mainstream Mm -hmm. roles, I would say. Yeah. I think Hitchhiker's Guide was the first movie I saw with with Zoe Disney Channel in it.
2: Mm -hmm. So, Jeremy, you are the only person here who has read the book and watched the movie. So you're the...
1: Y'all haven't read the book? (laughs) I I
3: have read the book. You read it recently.
2: Yeah, we're imposters. And so you... You have to be... Hold up, hold up. I had this
1: idea that y'all were super big fans of this book series. You've <laughs> read all the books. Let me, And that's why you watched the movie. Let me,
2: no, no, no. Let me explain my history with the book. So, I was again introduced with, to the movie from my father who had read the book. And was like, you need to be introduced to this movie because it's, it's a great story. And when I had found out it was a book this was before I thought books were cool. And so (laughs) I always talked about maybe reading the book, but then I, and I guess I talked about it so much that my first girlfriend gave me the Chronicle book (laughs) and I still have it on my bookshelf. She gave me the Chronicle book Mm -hmm. and it has all, it has all of the books in it, which not just Hitchhiker's Guide. Um, and it was like the first book I had ever been given that, let's say, wasn't the Bible.
3: <laughs> and it was cool because it looked like it
2: looks like the Bible. But more importantly. Uh,
1: with a really neat logo.
2: Yeah, with a neat logo. And it um, it remains on my bookshelf. <laughs> so, too. you know, too. I, I did it. So, so, Jeremy, I mean, this it, you were just saying how small of a book it was, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is I mean, sorry to put you on the spot and surprise you but it's, it falls on your shoulders to be the one to tell us the, the ignorant audience. What, what are, how do the two compare? Well,
1: it's, the book is obviously going to be way more detailed. In every single adaptation of any movie, of any book, it's going to be completely different. Not really, but... Um, what I really liked, because I, I listened to it um i Stephen fry also narrates the book Oh, okay so it's just like listening to the movie in my mind because i've i see i saw the movie and the entire time i was just imagining what the movie was and it was kind of cool um but it was just a lot a lot of extra details and absurdity and confusion and it seemed like the only thing that really that stood out more was um the what's his name? I can't pronounce it. John Malkovich's character, Huma, oh, Huma uh, Kavula, Kavula. Yeah, yeah. He had a lot more time in that book, like more. They only gave him like a, a scene or two
3: mm-hmm.
1: in this movie. What it seemed like, um, but yeah, no, it was. It's good to read if you like this movie a lot. You should read it.
2: Definitely, it's not. It's not um, the case such that. Once you read the movie <laughs> Once you read the book, that the movie's trash, it's not one of those. You're not gonna you're not gonna make that argument.
1: I'm not gonna make that argument. No. Cause it was trash to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am, brain the size of a planet and they ask me to take you up to the bridge, call that job satisfaction, because I don't.
2: Okay, so let let's talk about let's talk about the um the takeaway okay because it this movie is trash if you're not prepared for it and Mm, i this is
1: a confusing movie on first
2: watch it's a confusing (laughs) movie and and here's here's what i really appreciated it It,
1: i've seen this movie probably 10 times and i'm still confused so
2: here's okay here's the here's here's my here's my story of my enlightenment when it comes to this film so this film most of all was a, a a bonding experience with my father it was a funny thing it was a funny experience i had never encountered in watching a film at this point and it was it helped me get through a tough time so it was a memorable movie for sure my first respect towards the story and this is going to sound uh weird because i hadn't i haven't read it but was an english class in college and in english class you learn how to analyze literature and you learn and you learn how to uh you know take take fiction and break it down to deeper levels and in English class, I was forced to research classic novels, as as most people who take English have to do. And that's when I found out Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was a classic novel. That's when I found... <laughs> in English class, I found out that was a classic <laughs> novel. I didn't feel just to choose that as my main research <laughs> novel because you I... You still didn't read it? Because... because <laughs> I knew the
1: story. The universe has given you so many opportunities to read this book, Tim, and you haven't even opened yeah, clearly
0: it. Clearly,
2: you guys got the wrong guest because I'm just an. <laughs> clearly, imposter.
0: let me press the improbability <laughs> drive button, and we'll get a new new guest here. So,
2: I, I, we're
1: here to cover the movie
0: anyway. I, don't yeah, mean. I
2: didn't, I didn't choose that to be my to be my book because i wanted I wanted to read something I hadn't read, and most importantly, I wanted to read something that you I, hadn't
1: read the,
0: <laughs> but you knew the story he knew the I story. wanted to read
2: something a movie okay. a movie wasn't based off of okay. and I wanted a new experience right and so i didn't i ended up choosing i ended up i ended up choosing a brave new world and okay. um regardless i i was interested because at this point. And time i was familiar with reading analytical text about fiction and i wanted to see what people had to, what academic scholars had to say about douglas adams's hitchhiker's guide why is this book considered what i thought was just a funny outrageous movie that people hate <laughs> or love i wanted to see why is this 80s novel compared to uh, some of the greats why is it something that that scholars are dissecting. And what's interesting about the story, and you, you do get this in the movie, and they do a good job at it too, is you get this general theme that once you are kind of exposed to by by this research, it, it helps shed a different light. And I've now seen the movie a few more times, knowing uh, what I know. But basically, the idea Douglas Adams tries to portray is that this world that we live in is chaotic, unexpected, and outside of our control. And at the end of the day, we shouldn't ever worry about small things. Because you take this main character, Arthur Dent, and he represents all of us, he represents somebody who needs to control his life he he's very familiar with routine he doesn't like anything unexpected and all of a sudden he gets thrown into this world that that is the complete opposite of his entire life he doesn't have any control he doesn't know what to expect he's always continu- he's continuously fighting with himself throughout the whole story of having to accept the fact that some things even though he's scared some things he just has to let go and if there's one general theme of this of this story it's that you just don't panic because it doesn't matter there's nothing you can do the universe that we live in is chaotic Everything we do is insignificant and as and as dreadful as those ideas may be, uh hence Marvin's humanistic character <laughs> uh, as dreadful as those ideas can be if you if you sit on it, you end up like him, you end up like Marvin, and mm-hmm. instead you it's better to just accept the fact that you don't control anything. life comes and goes and Every single thing is outside of your control. And you never know what's going to happen. That's his theme. And mm-hmm. it's an interesting theme uh, that you probably don't get the first time from watching that movie. Because when you're watching the movie, you're, you're still trying to control the movie. You're still trying to figure out and make sense of what's happening. And he And he gets you. Because if you're trying to understand why things are happening the way that they are. Why, you know, why is the answer 42? What is the purpose of this? Then you're missing, then you've, you've fallen into the same trap. And, mm-hmm. uh, why, you know. Why and,
0: is a Vogon reading me poetry as a form of torture? Yeah.
2: The whole <laughs> movie is anything what you expect. It's the whole point of the probability drive, uh, the improbability drive. And it's that you really, the one thing they depended on the most, they controlled the least. Mm -hmm. And if you talk about the symbolism from the very beginning, Arthur, the only thing Arthur is fixated on is the fact that his house is going to be bulldozed. Mm -hmm. It would be like an ant being concerned that there's a stick in its way when it doesn't realize a hurricane's going to be here tonight. Yeah. Which that happens with every ant for when there's a hurricane. Or there's
0: a kid above them with a magnifying glass.
2: (laughs) Right. And the kid is not concerned (laughs) that, say, a nuclear war is about to occur, which is not at all concerned with the explosion of a nearby star, which is not at all, you know, and, and so it's, it's kind of an, It's a scary idea that people don't like to accept that we're really small in this universe. And that's why the theme is so much about space. We're really small in this universe. There's so much that we can control, but it's just an illusion because we're this floating ball that is at the mercy of the, of the laws of nature. And. Uh, it's better to just as as he says. It's better to just distract yourself for the time being. Don't worry about. Don't worry about simple paranoia. Everybody's looking for all these questions, and that's that's normal. Just distract yourself, and and you'll feel better. <laughs> it's a horrible it, thing, but
1: it stood the test. Of it's time. almost ecclesiastical. It's almost like there's nothing new under the sun. Don't panic. <laughs> I think don't panic was actually in ecclesiastes <laughs> <That's the first.
2: laughs> you have you there's no there's no other way to give this message without comedy mm. it's the only yeah. it's you know because if not well now it's a tragedy you know now right you know, nobody yeah. wants to nobody wants to watch a tragedy you know unless romance is involved and so <laughs> you, you can't you know you can compare it to something like catch 22 which the two are very similar. Uh, I guess from a literary standpoint is that you, you you're portraying this really dark concept that we all kind of think about, but we don't like accepting and he does his best to explain that idea and to help the audience accept it in a way that is humorous. They have good songs with dolphins And um you can easily leave that movie as I did several times before, completely missing the blind. But but that's that's the beauty of if not the movie, the the story as a whole.
1: You need to if you're gonna watch this movie and and you think you're gonna hate it or you hate it immediately, just turn your brain off and just like be willing to put that little fish in your ear so you can understand this movie.
2: (laughs) The babble fish. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Just take the Vogon's advice. The Vol- Resistance <laughs> is useless.
2: Every, every single line in that movie points to the same idea. Even the Babblefish, right? Because the Babblefish yeah. was de- designed to bring everybody together. But there's a quote um, that says the Babblefish, as a result, has actually divided more people and caused more wars than ever. It was meant to. If everybody could communicate on the same level, you'd think all the world's problems would be solved. Nope. But the fish has actually led to more. <laughs> wo- that you know, that was a small <laughs> bit in the movie, because mm. um, it's the same idea. And so, it it yeah. uh, yeah, it's you know, it's really brilliant. And you and you can't help but accept the fact that uh, maybe there's something to it. You know, maybe there's something to this 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 novel having been recognized so so greatly
0: yeah i i would say uh don't panic is definitely it's it's written in big letters on on the guidebook for a reason uh i think even i've heard like in the bible one of the most like common instructions in the bible is like do not fear Mm -hmm. and so I, i i think that's kind of interesting i i know that the the writer Douglas Adams does not, does not approach yeah, anything from a biblical standpoint. That's for sure. Uh, uh, I, I think he, he definitely has a, Oh, nothing matters. There's no, there's no meaning to life. There's no, there's no purpose. Uh, but there are porpoises and they're about to leave earth
3: because they're the mo- second most
0: intelligent being on the planet, which I do think is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um i I have read this book. I've read the first one and the second one, and I did want to mention that probably the like in my head the like top five funniest things ever created is like the first chapter of this book, and it's mm-hmm. it's so rushed through in the movie, but the whole scene of Arthur <laughs> laying down in front of the bulldozer <laughs> trying to like prevent like his house from getting getting bulldozed down all the dialogue there between between him and Ford prefect and the construction workers is hilarious and i just wish it was like extended even the, the bartender yes the bartender like the bar scene that's <laughs> like he's like the world's gonna end here here's a he, he ends up a bunch of money and he's like you've only got a few minutes to spend it and he's like do you really think the world's gonna end it's like yeah it's like should we put Paper bags over our heads, or and lay down. He's like, if you think it'll help, he's like, will it?
3: <laughs> not at all. Not at all.
0: <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that just the whole setup, the whole beginning of this book and this movie is like one of the funniest things in my head because it's like it's doing a couple things on a different level. He's he's got this very earthly story of like, oh, I'm trying to prevent my house from being bulldozed, but at the same time, like you were saying. The ironic thing is like, well, his whole planet is about to get bulldozed so that they can put a bypass through here. And it's just like, <laughs> I just love that on that on that second level. I just think that is so funny. And all the dialogue there. Okay. Top five comedic moments of all time. Wow. is that that first chapter of that <laughs> book. <laughs> if you're not going to read the book, just read like the first <laughs> chapter too, you know. And you'll be hooked. Once he gets off the planet, <laughs> then, then forget about it. <laughs> I also really love all the stuff with the Vogons, even though I think they look absolutely disgusting. The whole like, yeah. bureaucratic nature of the Vogons is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's the enemy. Of the powdered wigs. That's
2: what's, that's what's <laughs> funny. It's, he turns that into the enemy. You know, the, the, we could talk about paperwork being annoying, but it, the paperwork is it's, it's just a tool they use to provide control and structure. And that's where they fall. That's why they always lose. That's why they're the enemy. Is because <laughs> mm-hmm. they stand for this, this idea of, of control. You know, that's the, the result is when you try to be artistic mm-hmm. or poetic, it's actually deadly. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: that's like, well, it's like the line, like, they wouldn't even help their own grandmother unless yes. it was like three different forms were signed, duplicated. Buried in the ground for six lost, months
1: and recycled,
0: lost, lost recycled.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> this
0: is so funny.
2: I think I think what was interesting was how through through the fact or through the message of there being no purpose and no uh, meaning, he actually defines Earth as being given the purpose, and because Earth is the is the computer that was built right and you 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 usually miss that the first i know the first few times i missed that entirely i thought why are they rebuilding the The Earth? earth but the earth is the computer and we are a computer and that was an interesting idea because at the time of of him writing this book computers were talked about but they weren't really uh thought you know thought about much more than anybody any human doing computation uh, because the first computers were just people and mm-hmm. the idea that we are an entire computer whose purpose is a about finding the ultimate uh question That's i think it question
0: was question to the answer of 42. The,
2: the answer to the question <laughs> um it's it's interesting that you kind of it's it's it seems like a double standard at first that that i wouldn't i wouldn't know where to begin with dissecting but by saying there is no meaning to anything he actually does assign a purpose to us and, and the purpose is to to do what it is that we're doing and it's to it's to find questions not not to find answers it's interesting it's it's we're not looking for answers we should be looking for questions it's the questions that bring us
0: yeah it Almost like just as significant is the answer is the actual question.
2: But Mm -hmm. then I think it's that's representative of the movie because you leave the movie with more questions than answers anyways. Mm. (laughs) So Yeah.
1: Even he at the end of the movie, or maybe it was the book, he said Who cares? I'd rather be happy than right any day.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: care about the answer to life. Yeah, he's
2: just who cares?
1: Hang the sense of it.
2: He's the one that says that's just normal paranoia. Just keep yourself busy. Yeah, that, that's his line. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he, he plays a really he plays a really important character. His character is kind of brief, but yeah, you, you know what? You know what? I didn't get. I didn't get the the first few times I watched it was at the end when the mice are trying to take out Arthur's brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their mice, and
1: which at that point the whole thing feels like a fever dream.
2: It does. So he just that whole scene it to me. It's, it's
1: doesn't even feel like part of the movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of upsetting how rushed it it, it seems. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he smashes the two mice. He kills them, and it turns out they were the the two alien, the, the two beings the that two
0: like beings beings that asked the that, the, super, so the, the supercomputer, supercomputer what the ultimate answer yeah. was.
2: Um, I just I just didn't get that at first, but I think what. I think what it was, was that the, and and because I, I, I'm the only one that didn't read the book. You might have to, you might have to correct me, but what it seems is though, is when you're reading the book and you're learning about these super smart aliens, you're just imagining whatever you imagine super smart aliens might look like. What you don't imagine them is you don't imagine them as mice in the movie. If you see mice, you, you know it's mice. You see, you ident- You know, even though it's talking and it's a super smart alien, you see that it looks like a mouse, and it's a mouse. And so, I still, I think they wanted the movie wanted to keep that a surprise until the very end. You find out at the very end that the mice are actually the the, the 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 beings that you see who built the supercomputer. They didn't look like that. They didn't have hair. They didn't have uh, hands and and, and legs uh and again i I might i might be wrong it looks as though that wasn't actually ever the case that's just kind of how they wanted to portray to the viewers so we didn't get any suspicions we're not asking these weird mice questions and then when you find out at the end that he smashes them and it turns out that that's who they were that's to tell the audience these were actually mice they they weren't these humans that turned into mice and then turned back into humans uh and, and in fact, there's a very, there's a there's a small part of the scene where the two beings are looking at the supercomputer, and there's a close up on their two faces, and you see their eyes are all black. Those are kind of like the eyes of mice.
0: Those are what yeah. even even their stance I, I noticed Creepy. when I rewatched it was like well one they're like they're wearing all white like you're saying with their that's eyes. True. That's they're, true. They also like that. when they're standing at the podium asking the question, they have their like hands up on I didn't on the even podium. Think about that. Almost like they're like a mouse. Like their hands were kind of like <laughs> cupped and just like resting on the on the podium. And I just like their whole I oh, guess that's there was a like good point, a visual you know they're symbolism. not touching
2: anything.
0: You right. And it's, yeah. it just seemed like a kind of visual look to like hint that that they were the mice at the end, that you would catch on second watch. That's that is that the
2: case?
0: That's what I'm assuming. Just
2: being just being a, a viewer, is that what it is? that is that the case? Is it the case that they were just the mice the whole time? They didn't. They don't have this transforming thing, and that it, you just don't know as a reader. You just don't know that they're mice because they they don't talk about the features or anything. Is that? I don't remember. I don't remember the. But that's who built the computer. It's just the is the mice. I think so. Yeah. Who who reside here on Earth that they were the ones who built the computer and I guess were making sure the program was running.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Best laid plans of mice. Best yes. Laid. And men. Well not <laughs> I don't think men had much to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, about
0: with the movie itself, we didn't mention uh, Sam Rockwell as safe oh, yeah. on people. Rocks. Is that his name? Yes. Man is here <laughs> like a books. <laughs> all over the place in this movie Great character. he is so <laughs> so wild
2: he nailed it he's I, I mean he, I, he's yeah. the
0: perfect portrayal definitely for the character
2: he, what's funny is you don't you, you don't even know if he's acting some of the time <laughs> but yeah the, 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 i mean the cat again i watched it recently and the cast blew me away i did I, I think that's the only reason why my wife enjoyed it <laughs> was because the cast <laughs> was so good <laughs>
0: I, I'm curious if the movie had made more money if they would have like done the other movies if there had been sequels. I, I think it didn't really do that well. It just kind of maybe made back its, it its well. budget, but <laughs> it would don't. have been interesting to see like the rest of the books if they had like maintained that cast. That would have been interesting.
1: If this movie had come out in another year, it probably would have done great. But <laughs> the years 2004 to 2006 were like insane years for movies,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and. I remember actually, I remember seeing the trailer
0: for this movie quite a bit and I I don't think it has a very good trailer. I rewatched it the other day. (laughs) It's like, I feel like it was, it's kind of hard to market this movie the right way. It's a touchstone movie, which is like a subsidiary of Disney. So I think they were like, okay, this isn't quite a Disney movie, but I still think they didn't really know how to, how to market this movie, (laughs) but they did at least get like British filmmakers and some of, some British cast. I don't know. Maybe that was why. Maybe it was too British for American audiences to figure out why, why are the dolphins singing? I can see
1: that. What's weird is that it's too American for British audiences. (laughs) That's true. It's like (laughs) a lot of people, the people that hate on this movie the most are the British because they've read the book and they've had the BBC show and everything. And so uh, I still, I
0: still love the movie, but after reading the book, the, the movie does frustrate me on like how rushed it is. I think the editing and like the pacing isn't very good to where it's like 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 we we've all said. this movie is confusing, <laughs> just like the story itself, I think is confusing uh to get into from the beginning, but I think the movie it I'm not a filmmaker, but I feel like they could have done some things a little bit differently to make it a little bit more cohesive. <laughs> when you
2: read the book, are you confused about where you how you've arrived, where you are? Oh. Yes, okay. at all times. So that's still, that's still a theme that is uh, engineered.
1: Yeah. The points that Douglas Adams wanted to get across was put into the movie. And he approved of this. He, he, was, he had put his heart and soul into this movie before he died. but. Um,
2: oh, I didn't know that. Because he
1: helped out with the screenplay, I think.
0: Yeah, I, this movie was in development for a long time, I remember reading about. And yeah. then it eventually like got produced in the mid-2000s. But it had been a long time coming. And uh he had died like several years before the movie came out, I think. But mm-hmm. I did oh, know, I he, know he did have a screenplay credit and I know he had been working on he it. He
1: died in two thousand or two thousand one.
0: Yeah. I I will say the movie does like you were saying, it does hit the big the big points and does it does it pretty well. And just visually trying to bring this story to life, I think it does it pretty well. Um in an interesting way. This may have been before even our trip. I remember my eighth grade math teacher for Halloween, came as Ford Prefect. So he like had his copy of The Hitchhiker's Guide, and he came to school wearing a bathrobe, <laughs> and he had like a towel, a towel with him throughout the day. And I was like, who is this character? I can't picture him doing that. Yeah, that was, I think that may have been my first introduction, even to the story, but I, I didn't see it until after you had introduced it to me, Tim.
1: I've been talking to the ship's computer. And... It hates me.
0: And I actually had one other story I wanted to tell, that does involve you, Tim. Do you remember oh. actually hitchhiking? <laughs> Have you actually been hitchhiking? The oh. answer is yes.
2: Oh yes, it was another <laughs> Appalachian Trail story. It was yes. the only two. It was. A, it yeah. was the only second Appalachian Trail experience I've ever had. Mm-hmm.
0: We we were in college. We were growing at this point and the same old scoutmaster. he used to go, Mr. Fight, Mr. He used, Fight, he used to go like every year and hike a port. He wanted to do the whole Appalachian trail, one portion at a time. And one year he was like, Hey, do you guys want to go with me? Uh, and it was like, we were both, uh, I think it was before you had gone in the military. I think I had like a fall break or something. So it was like a short two or three day weekend trip. We were just going to run up and do like a portion of the AT real quick and come home. This one is another trip that also ended in tears, but <laughs> um, so we're like, sure. We we drove up to Georgia and we got on the on the trail, and this was another situation where we just decided to pack it up and go home <laughs> because we got like rained on and
2: and the killer bees.
0: There was a, some the African horn- killer
2: bees. <laughs> yeah. what they're called. They, they were attacked.
0: We got we got attacked. So I didn't get been. stung, but I think Mr. Fight did. Did you? Yeah. So? the
2: The idea is that when you do these hiking trips, you park your car at your destination. That's that's how they go. And so you typically find a local. I guess nowadays it would just be Uber, but you would find a local who did a cab service, and, and they do it for hikers all the time. And, and they basically they meet you at your planned destination, then drive you to where you want to start, and that's where you, you start. You start you walk to a car, and so of course, if you ever abandon the mission. You ever stop getting to your destination? You have to somehow still get there. And so that's where the hitchhiking.
0: So we we decided, yeah, we didn't make it. We got halfway through. And we we're like, I think I think we need to just come off the trail and, <laughs> and head home. We're like, oh, I, I've I've been in this situation before. <laughs> um, and so we came down like we were halfway through. And we we came down the mountain we were on, and there was a road down there. And none of us had cell phone service. So we we're like, okay, great. <laughs> what do we do now? So we ended up just like getting on the side of the road, sticking our thumb out, hoping a Vogon ship would, would pick us up. And we didn't get picked up by a Vogon, but we did sit there for <laughs> like 30 minutes to an hour. And eventually some, some guy... We had
2: to start waving our hands. That's yeah, what we're, did
0: we're, we're, we're we did. We were like the, jumping, waving. The
2: thumb wasn't working. And yeah, so yeah. we had to start <laughs> looking distressed.
0: We had to show a little skin, you know, (laughs) lift up our pants, show a little ankle, you know, attract some attention. But so uh, some nice old man, I guess, he he did pick us up and gave us a ride to a gas station where we did. Did he
1: read you poetry?
0: No, 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 he didn't. Good. (laughs) But he was a nice guy. And I guess it was just quicker. We, We just asked for a ride to a gas station so we could use a payphone. To call the person to give us a ride to our car. I don't know how far away we were from our car. I don't know why we couldn't just ask for a ride to the, to the destination. But maybe that was too far away. <laughs> maybe he wasn't going that direction. So we're like, oh, take us to a gas station. We'll go to a payphone. Which I feel like that's kind of a miracle that we even had like a quarter or something to like stick in a payphone. Because what is a payphone? <laughs> anyway, we called, we called the person that was supposed to pick us up. And they gave us a ride back to our car. And then we drove all night back home. Yes, <laughs> while Mister Fight slept in that's the back That's even seat. worse. And so we had to drive. <laughs> <laughs> it was in your. It was in your old Celica. Uh,
2: uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Uh, it was a fun. It was a fun. Fun time. It didn't end the way we expected it to, but.
2: But that's the point of the movie.
0: Exactly. That's. I mean, we that's didn't panic. We, were here. we didn't panic.
2: We were prepped because, <laughs> if if we had been Arthur Dent, we would have, we would have died for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. And we
0: were Boy Scouts. And so our <laughs> guidebook was the Boy Scout handbook. What was the Boy Scout motto? Don't panic. On the count be, of three. <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> and actually, I will say that this the original trip from like 2005 that we went on, that was like a turning point in Scouts for me. Because I feel like at that time, like I was contemplating like quitting. I'd actually like talked to mom and was been like, I'm not really enjoying this that much. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, well, maybe just give it a little while, a little while longer. And I feel like that, that trip was a real bonding experience with, with you and our friend, Brian. And, uh, I, I feel like from that point on scouts was just like, oh, I want to just like hang out with friends. Cause I don't really care about like <laughs> the stuff it's teaching. It was just like, I was like, oh, this is cool. We'll go, we'll go camping and we'll, we'll watch, we can watch ha- a
2: movie on the way up.
0: We'll watch a movie on the way up.
2: <laughs> I remember watching
0: Transformers a ton in that car. That was one of the staples. In, yeah. The in, original. In the, in the high, yeah. Mojo, I love you. Uh, <laughs> and just like going on camp outs and it was just like a fun time to hang out with friends and more, more of that than I was like, I don't want to use my skills to, to go <laughs> on like survivor man and try and survive. I just, I just want to hang out. <laughs> now that trip man. did end did end on a positive note because about half of us left, but the half of us stayed. We're just like, okay, we're not going to try and push ourselves to do like 20 miles a day. We're not going to, we're just going to try and do a few miles, take it easy, stay in shelters and not like actually have to put up our tents. And the rest of that trip was, was pretty fun. And we got to see snow for the first time for Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. That was our first time seeing snow. Jeremy, Jeremy missed out. And uh, he didn't get to see it. Like, you, no. you
2: see, you see what having was,
1: that was the thing I was most mad about.
2: <laughs> what the what, what ha, having a pessimistic view as Marvin did really got me to have a wonderful experience. It was <laughs> so <laughs> had I had I been hard charging, yeah, and you know, and you know who who stayed, you know who was there to have the. Better second half, Kyle. Come the ahead. guy who was in last. That's right. <laughs> was there. The people who were in the front, yep. most of them were not there. Most of them left. Most of them The went front left.
1: hikers are never the fun ones. They, never go hiking I with own. front hikers.
2: You know, of course, me and Mr. Fight were there. Kyle and he was with his dad.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: that's who was in, in the rear, Kyle and, and Mr. Warner. Uh, and of course, Jonathan and some of some of those who were in the front. And they and basically we were the two younger scouts that stayed. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the moral the moral is the the, the pessimistic view really kind of it really it had led to a a positive outcome. And I guess that was the uh if there was anybody who was expecting the most from Hitchhiker's guide, it was Marvin. <laughs> he Marvin was probably the only guy who saw it coming. <laughs> nobody else, nobody else. Everyone was in denial. It's having a good time, but they were getting slapped in the face, mm. literally. You know, Marvin was the only one who knew exactly what was happening.
3: Yeah,
0: he saves <laughs> them in the end. I love how the movie ends with the the Vogons are all surrounding them, and Marvin just hits them all with that point of view gun. <laughs> And Everyone just falls over <laughs> from depression.
2: Nobody, can, nobody can handle it. No, Marvin's the what's real hero. The point. Marvin's the real hero because if <laughs> yeah, you, he you is. go through life with a constant pessimistic view, not only are you stronger than everyone else, but you're the only one that knows what's coming next, and you're prepared for it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> must must
0: be a Thursday. I can never get the hang of Thursdays. uh jeremy did you have any any quotes other than 42 that stood out to you from this
1: movie yeah we just quote marvin mostly i mean this isn't one of those that have the standout quotes that we can use in our everyday life it's just like if we want to talk about this movie we'll yeah talk about that but i don't really nothing really stands out too much 42 just kind of became our
0: go-to number from that point on
1: always always be with your towel
2: always be with your towel always never towel. never leave without a towel you
1: know never leave without your towel
0: quite, yeah quite honestly that is some good advice that i have taken
2: <laughs> you know what
1: you know i have something to say <laughs> i agree with this because speaking of scouts and speaking of towels i was notorious i mean y'all weren't really in scouts when i was in scouts maybe like a year or two but i was famous for being prepared for every single thing in my pack, I would have lighters. I'd even have moleskin in case we got blisters. <laughs> Every single thing except a towel. <laughs> I would never bring a towel to any camping trip. Even even a camping trip I went on a couple weeks ago, I didn't bring a towel. I just can't ever remember. Even if I pack it, it just disappears in my bag.
2: <laughs> to this day. So
1: I would, be, I would just die. To this day. I don't know what it is. It's a mental block. <laughs> I, I, I don't pack towels, and it's, a, it's bad. I need to fix it.
2: When I go to the swimming pool uh, at my local, I live in. I live in a a condo complex, and so when I go to the swimming pool in my complex, and when I go to the beach, or if I just go to the swimming pool at a public recreation center, I don't. I don't bring it down <laughs> because here's my logic. By the time I get out, and I am walking about and i'm out of the pool or the ocean i i think i always think i'll just dry off well dry out and and it never (laughs) and it never works (laughs) because either my car gets soaking wet or i get sand all over myself uh you know or in like my swimming pool from my house is not that far away i i walk it can't be more than 200 feet from my front door. And so I'm thinking, <laughs> I'll just walk home and I will be dry. And it never, it never works. And I'm always regretful of it. So I, so I share your pain. And, and I think I, can, I would I,
1: always just be in the, the latrine, just like air hang, air drying with my shampoo <laughs> bottles or whatever.
2: I think I can, I think I can relate to that takeaway in that.
0: From from seeing this movie, man, I always bring, if I know I'm going to need one, I bring three.
2: You know <laughs> I always bring extra towels. what's funny is like a towel is just one of those things you really can't share either.
3: Yeah. No.
2: It's like, I mean, we'll share clothes before we share a towel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, maybe not underwear, but you can get away with not wearing underwear, you know, as long as you got pants. And so it's yeah. what's funny is, is is there's not, I mean there's really not a lot even in the same home people will not share towels as easily as they will surprisingly share other things hmm. and so i think there's yeah. something to say and so maybe there's something about this that's towel what i thought and,
0: and then i went to college and i found out people just reuse the same towel for like weeks
1: <laughs> i'm like that is
0: disgusting <laughs>
1: Yeah, they also don't change their sheets for an entire semester. Entire, entire that's, that's academic career. I, I can't say I was much better at that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I think we're on to something here. I think, uh, I think I'm going to actually start keeping a towel in my car at all times. Because what's it going
0: to do? I, it, I've done that.
2: That's not dry.
0: I don't think I have one dry. right now. But I, I have, at times, kept towels in my car just in case.
2: I think you're right. Just forget about I it. Remember. And then you're, you're right. like, oh, I've got, I've, just be prepared. I don't know? think it was a joke. Then... I don't think, I don't <laughs> think he was just trying to be funny. I think he really was trying to say, look, you can't prepare for everything, but at least if you have a towel, you can prepare for what matters.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like, you never know when you're going to need it. And when you do, you're so
1: thankful that you have it. You know what, Jonathan? I think we, we can go a step further in this, too. I think we can also, this could be another merchandise opportunity for us. And we can get some purple towels. Inside quotes. And embroider our inside quotes logo with the 42 on the corner, maybe. Yeah. And then we could sell those
0: puppies. I'm surprised
2: there aren't 42 towels. There might be. They're,
0: there see? should be. And it'll say quack quack on it, because that's, our, that's <laughs> yeah. our
1: catchphrase. After we started covering the
3: Mighty Ducks the movies, Mighty Ducks.
1: we're just like, quack quack, everybody. <laughs> so in addition to that and our staplers I don't know what else we should sell stickers Yeah, we're coming up with merch ideas that we actually aren't actually producing but who knows yeah, well, who I knows we won't it's a mental list if you're listening to this share this with your friends so that we can actually sell merch yeah and yeah. they can be fans too because our, our mom isn't going to buy the merch she doesn't even like this movie so she's not going to buy the towel
3: but oh, she
0: might support not. the podcast we'll see <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. You're, you're definitely right. This is definitely a movie that you either love it or you hate it. And I'm glad that we love it. I mean, I don't know what the alternative yeah. is. It, but, the alternative you know, is. Like, resistance is futile. Yeah,
2: the alternative is. <laughs> are you. Useless. Useless. Are you Arthur in the first half of the movie? Or are you. Arthur? No, I shouldn't even say first half. Are you Arthur in the beginning of the film? you Arthur at the end of the film that's the difference because you know who else hated the movie Arthur dead <laughs> <laughs> you know he did hate the movie he hated that movie <laughs> he didn't want to be there until the very end he was like okay what the heck I... you
0: know <laughs> now are you the Arthur that's not gonna go to Madagascar <laughs> with right? Trisha?
2: are you not gonna jump in the portal you think the portal's <laughs> gonna be there forever it's not it's not
0: Hey baby, you want to see my spaceship?
1: That's true. That does happen. Now that now that's a pickup line that I use to this day. To
2: this, day. no, I'm just kidding.
1: I've never picked up any girls with my spaceship. No, so
2: that's a shame. <laughs> you need a new spaceship. I guess so.
1: I just paid off my first one.
0: So. I, I like that scene where I don't remember what planet it is, but they show up there and. Ford Prefect, like he's about to like go into this like nightclub or bar or something like that. It's like, ah, have I been here before? And he walks in, and they're like, "Hey," <laughs> and he's like, "I've been here before." <laughs> <laughs> a bit.
1: Uh, I love that.
0: Uh, think we're I think we're winding down. Do you have anything else to say, Jeremy? It's about time to wrap up. All right.
1: Um, Do not... you have any final thoughts, Tim? Speak now, forever hold your peace. I, I think. Any other memories you have with us?
2: Yeah, don't be a martyr. <laughs> you got you'll get over you'll get to the top of the mountain but then you could just stop being more you don't have to stay more. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right tim well before we let you go we have to have you take an iq test
2: oh that's good i, I have a particularly high iq you so, have an iq so okay. i think
1: and it's a scale of one through 42 that 42 is really high
2: okay, yeah,
1: that's good. a passing score It's 42 yeah
2: yeah. That's okay. the
3: password.
1: I didn't realize how influential this that joke has been in my entire life because half of my passwords end in forty two. I I <laughs> thought about I thought about that
0: and it was just like should I say that on the show? Everyone's gonna <laughs> hack our accounts and be like, oh, what number is
1: it? Forty two. My sports jerseys growing up were always forty two. Like yeah, if we could choose them, forty two. Forty two.
2: So, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't want I didn't want to add that. What I've noticed is that at least in the geek world. Mm. Forty-two tends to come up all the time. Yeah, so that's what i I think that's the score I'm, I'm aiming for here.
0: Forty-two is good. All right. So the IQ test is just some general, general movie questions. It's more just about your own like movie tastes and preferences and watching movies. No wrong answers. But I'll, I'll, I'll give you the first question here. Which do you prefer, blockbuster or Hollywood video? Which one did you go to growing up?
2: It's close because we grew up. Around the same neighborhood. And so the the Blockbuster was directly across the street from Hollywood Video.
1: Yep. Did you go left or right? <laughs>
2: my, my My dad made an interesting point when we would go to Blockbuster uh-huh. a lot. And the Blockbuster was right next to Papa John's Pizza. Yeah. directly the two were connected yep. and what's funny is the Papa John's is still there of course the, the blockbuster is not but he you know he thought it was cool that you could basically order your pizza go look for a movie and yeah. then come out and, and pick mm-hmm. this great location. up the pizza and so I would have to say blockbuster just because of the geography <laughs> of, of my my childhood
0: Even though Hollywood video was literally across the street from it. It was just convenient. You're not going to walk. One stop. You're not not going to
2: walk to get your p Yeah, one stop.
0: (laughs) No. We we did not. We were a blockbuster family. Hollywood video is trash. There, I said it. (laughs) Yep, we did not go. The only time I ever went to Hollywood video is when I was, like, with a friend, and they went there, (laughs) and I was at their house. All right, the next question. Do you have a personal DVD collection? Like, do you have a, a movie collection, or are you just like a streamer?
2: So, of, of course you can't not stream right? today. Yeah. I do have... I've moved a lot of times in the past 10 years, mm-hmm. and I still have DVDs with me.
3: Yeah,
2: And so I, I don't have... Um, I, I never thought of it as a DVD collection, but I do have these regular DVDs that... I tend to always think is important when moving to bring along. And, and, and you know, what's funny out of the very few DVDs I have, um, one, one of them is, uh, the Aquabat show. I think you actually gave me that DVD, um, set another one being Stella.
0: Oh yeah. Stella.
2: Um, (laughs) The third oh, wow. one that I know from memory is *The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy*.
0: Okay, there we go. So,
2: and you know what's funny is I think it's the same DVD my dad got. And so I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I, I don't remember entirely, but I, I think I don't remember buying it, and I, and I still have that DVD. And so I, I do have about three or four DVDs that tend to just, just follow
0: me. The essentials, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Because my follow-up question was going to be, if you do have a collection, do you remember what your
1: first entry into
0: that collection was? And probably we'll say it, Hitchhiker's must Guide. Must have
2: been Hitchhiker's
3: Guide. It's good. Which is appropriate. I love, I love
1: listening to people say what their DVDs are. Because if it's a small collection, they're going to list them all.
3: Yeah, and that just shows their personality <laughs>
1: completely. Like that is Tim, Hitchhikers, yeah. Stella, and Aquabats. No, right.
2: <laughs> that was the old, That was the only thing I knew until, of course the internet
0: Tell Netflix <laughs> and everything else yeah me and Jeremy are big physical media guys so we have a lot of DVDs
1: embarrassingly a enough over 200 probably <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: kind of, the kind that the kind that when you go into one's house you're like oh this is your grandma's house you're looking at the movies and you're like oh yeah this, oh, these man. are yours <laughs> oh man
1: consider us roasted jeremy <laughs> hey i think mom has more than us so boom. well
2: she's got
1: <laughs> she does have
0: a lot and we always had a, a large like vhs collection growing up so we just kept it going when when dvds and everything came up so
2: <laughs>
0: all right ne- next question what was the first movie you remember seeing in theaters
2: I, I think it I think it was Toy Story one.
3: Nice, nice.
2: I think it I think it was Toy Story one. At least old enough to remember. I I I do have a memory of going to Burger King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After the film where they had the toys, mm-hmm. and the toys were real toys then, mm-hmm. and so I got an entire stuffed animal of Woody. Yeah. yeah. And
3: I still that, have
0: my 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 Burger King kids meal stuffed toy uh, of Woody. That still became
2: that became my <laughs> uh childhood uh best friend. The the one stuffed animal that you you always sleep with and have yeah, that, your favorite
0: until Buzz Lightyear comes along and that, ruins everything. <laughs> He's so, not even comfortable to sleep
1: with. He's all
2: plastic. Exactly. Uh, so so it, it it might not have been the first but the first memory I have is, is
1: Well, y'all looked out because those Toy Story toys are now like a hundred dollars at Target.
2: Well, not mine. Mine was all. I mean, even if I were to resell mine as as some collector's item, it's all chewed up. You know, I chewed on it. (laughs) It was me. It wasn't a dog. I I chewed on his hats, all chewed up. And I think my mom washed him once, and he lost his cow vest. And so he was ah. without a vest for ninety nine percent of its existence missing
0: accessories
2: <laughs> so nobody's gonna want at least at least my Woody, hmm. which i still have by the way
0: you can't get rid of that still, you I, can't i
2: still have a Woody.
0: you can't toy story is a great a great answer next question if money is no object what movie theater snacks do you buy
2: Ooh. Uh, um okay so i'm a i'm a huge fan of popcorn and popcorn just you know just popcorn itself is is really really good that's something i will eat uh disgustingly in fact i'm <laughs> I'm really embarrassed to sometimes go with dates to a movie because because of how excited i'll get about popcorn. um it's you know i really do have i don't now that i'm married but i do have to control myself my wife regularly talks to me about how barbaric I look when
1: I'm eating popcorn. <laughs> well, and... just eat one piece of popcorn.
2: You have to have a handful <laughs> of this. You're going to yeah. drop some pieces, you know? So I, I was always just, for a long time, whether I'm out in the movies or I'm at home or I'm just choosing a snack, I was always just a popcorn fan. However, I discovered not too long ago that if you combine M Ms with popcorn, mm. uh, it's a surprisingly delicious combination. Hmm. You get the salty, and you get the you know the plain chocolate. And I'm not a big M M&M M fan. If if you just get you know the plain Reese's chocolate, Pieces. You know, see, here's the thing though: Reese's Pieces, which are way better than than M Ms, uh, they. <laughs> they they combine it for you they have the the peanut butter right but yeah. the popcorn is just the the salty and the and the m ms is just the chocolate and it's mm. a really so you know if if i had to pick any combination just you know a lot la- the largest popcorn and and i don't think i don't think the money issue is the problem i think i think the the health if health wasn't a factor, <laughs> I would have the largest you're popcorn. In a, you're in a
1: dark room. Nobody's looking at you. You can just shove your whole head in the bucket. It's not a big deal. And
2: uh, and a, No and judgment. A, and an icy. This is a Ooh, safe yeah. space. The, the, the movie theaters always have the, the choice of the, mm. the red or the blue icy. I'd get an icy, mm. yep. large popcorn, and, and some eminence. It's a recent addition.
0: That's
1: good. I like that. Do you put butter on your popcorn? Yes. Are you a fan of the fake stuff? Yes. Good.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Have you learned the trick of like using no. a straw
0: to like hold up to the butter thing so that you can get the butter like deeper no, down? I have deeper not.
1: Down.
2: I have not learned that trick. You got to do it. It's <laughs> a game at, changer.
1: <laughs> when I worked at Regal after my freshman year, I uh, everybody would ask me to layer it, and I was like, "Have you tried the straw trick?" And they're like, "What?"
3: <laughs> that, I I've like, never, hey, mine, been, i'll just layer it for you i've never even deal. heard that
2: it's amazing
0: <laughs> otherwise it covers up the just the top you got to get it yeah. down and, yeah nice yeah mix. that was
2: always a big concern and, yeah. and like you're trying to shake the bag but it's filled to the brims you can't shake it too much mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i was a, i was a big fan next of that. pro
0: tip next time yeah. next time
2: <laughs> it's the american way
0: mm. now when when you talk about popcorn now Are you talking about like Trails in Boy Scout popcorn?
2: Oh no, not again. (laughs) Here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. I loved popcorn so much that I was actually glad that the Boy Scouts sold popcorn. I didn't like the fact that I had to tell people Boy Scouts sold popcorn. But I enjoy, I was proud to be a part of popcorn. That's why popcorn is my number one choice of snack uh and you know for now it, it
3: always has been
0: very nice it's a classic classic answer I, I, i'm here for it a couple more questions i'm ready uh what movie in your opinion is totally overrated you saw it everyone talked about it you did not get the hype
2: uh john wick that's a recent one okay I haven't I seen, it, seen that one. But yet. I've
0: heard nothing but good things about it.
2: John Wick, um my wife is really, really trying to make me not like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and and she uh she's been an actor her whole life. And so every time Keanu Reeves is in a movie, she madly hates him. Hmm. Uh says he's a terrible. He's got one character that he plays. He never looks like he knows what's going on in his scene. Like He's got this face that he makes. He, he's he's stoic. He never has emotion. I mean, the guy's voice sounds cool and he, and he looks attractive, but his acting, she says, is always the, just the same scene over and over again. She really despises him as an actor. And uh, so I kind of get, I got this voice in my head of like, every time I see Keanu Reeves, I'm just like, <laughs> man, you know, I get these bad (laughs) associations with it, despite Mm -hmm. my own opinions. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I saw John Wick, I saw the first one. Mm -hmm. And it's just about a guy who's an assassin, and he just kills people. And that's the whole movie. And I think I actually, you know what, I think I saw the second one. And it was the same thing. He just (laughs) kills more people, and more people are trying to kill him. And it's like, it's like, okay, you know, like, it's got great action, but it's literally, my son, who's eight years old, could have written the movie. He said, let's pick Keanu Reeves, if, if he knew who that was. Let's pick Keanu Reeves, and let's have him kill a bunch of people. That's the movie. Hey. I don't... I, you, know, <laughs> you know, so so I apologize. Huh? You know, spoiler alert, it's about an assassin. Yeah, that's all you need to know. That's the whole... You just found out the whole movie. So yeah. that's... Yeah, John Wick is
0: all right. All right. Well, thanks for ruining bi- that one for a me. A biased
2: answer. <laughs>
3: but...
0: I said I have a couple more, but this one's kind of kind of similar to the the movie theater snack one, but I'll go ahead and ask it anyway. This is the last one I have. What's the craziest food or or snack that you've snuck into a movie? You didn't get it there. Have you have you ever snuck in? Let me
2: think about that.
0: Something something really good. Something that smelled really nice <laughs> that everyone was like, "Who brought ribs?" <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: um for me it was an entire bag of caesar salad
2: i don't i don't think here's what's funny i'll, I'll trade i'll trade uh, i'll trade questions i don't think i've ever stuck food into a movie i did however sneak food out of uh <laughs> out of a restaurant <laughs> okay it was it was uh gators dockside and they used to have unlimited wings and (laughs) and they don't give you wings if you still have wings on your plate
3: Uh and so
2: what uh, what friends and i would do is we would stuff wings into bags (laughs) and we would order more wings and we would leave the restaurant with with freezer bags full of (laughs) Um, chicken wings <laughs> so so you know i didn't mean to hijack the question i don't think i've ever snuck food into the movie theater because i was probably okay. so excited they're, they're, about,
1: they're not listening <laughs> i was on, so
2: excited about air. the popcorn mm-hmm. i had nothing to That's lose true. That's true. there was nothing there was nothing better i could have mm-hmm. brought in um of course my mom would try to bring in popcorn because it because it was too expensive there, so we would bring in popcorn. Never, ever. it's
0: not as good. It's not as fresh. Yeah, and, you know? and
2: so you know, I I don't think that stuff's exciting. But the but the, the food I tried to sneak out of a place once was was yep. a bunch of chicken wings.
0: Well, thanks. And so now now Gators Dockside is out of business. They actually so, are out of business. So thanks, thanks for
2: that. <laughs> Very recently, really?
0: the Temple Terrace community. Yes, thanks the, you
2: they are oh. the, the pandemic. They didn't survive the pandemic. <laughs> uh sweet tomato neither but oh that I one, knew that one that one hurts me. yeah that one was really sad because i had actually been there i was there say a month ago i mean i was there a month before it happened and mm-hmm. i was going there all the time uh but yeah gator Stockside was one of the few temple terrace restaurants that did go out and i do feel partly responsible <laughs> just despite despite it happening say 10 years prior did you ever try their <laughs>
1: you ever try the peanut butter them. and jelly wings? Yes, yes. I knew they were so
2: good. I knew you were going to say that. I was with my wife. We were at Gators, and she loves wings, and we were, we were just getting wings, like you said, and it was on the menu. I could not believe it. I always try everything <laughs> that I will not get the chance to try again. So I told her, we got to try these peanut butter and jelly wings. And she was like, "There's no way you're going to take this wing experience away from me, <laughs> by, by giving me awful wings." And I'm like, "I don't like if they're not good. We'll just get other wings." And she and she was like, "These are really good." <laughs> so yeah, I did try them.
0: <laughs> well, Tim, I, I I was tallying up your your answers here, and you indeed did score a 42. Oh yes, 42 on Woo! the
2: IQ test. Ding ding ding.
0: I don't uh, think they score IQ great. tests normally in percentages, but.
2: You know, you know what I just realized. Especially 42 two out of forty-two. I th- those those IQ questions must have been the ultimate questions. Maybe because the answers the answer turned out to be forty-two. I think. Whoa. I think we've fi- we, we've served the purpose of humanity. I think it's. I think we well, can call we. it a day We're now, folks. We podcast. are
1: the. We are now the official authority of quotes. all Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy questions, answers, and merchandise you hear that Uh, audible now
0: you now you should sponsor us
1: yep (laughs) so i think we should all start a movie and we should just do the restaurant at the end of the universe i think so i know a place next project (laughs) (laughs) all right
0: there you have it words of wisdom from my friend tim thanks for thanks for being on the show with us yeah
2: thanks for thanks for for the the invitation and uh what what are you what are you guys talking about next? <laughs> so
0: I'm so glad you asked me that, Tim. And next week, we're going to be covering a movie that was actually suggested to us by one of our listeners. So stay tuned for that. And we'll play a clip right here.
3: Eat your heart out, you prinkled, wrinkled, fat cat.
0: You're a very ill-mannered young man. You're you know a
1: slugging worm. Come on, you can do better than that. can't believe you're encouraging yeah,
2: this. Yeah, show me your fastball, dust brain. You punchy, sag bottom, cute pot.
3: You
1: are a very poor role model for these kids. Do you know that? I bet
0: you don't even have a fourth grade reading level. Immortals suck navel. Maybe a fifth grade reading level. So our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman. Give him a follow at groovybridge on Instagram to check out his latest artwork. And you can follow us on Instagram at insidequotescast. Send us a DM and let us know what movies you want us to cover next. Or give us your opinions on our hot takes and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please be
1: sure to leave us a five-star review if not be prepared to be read poetry by a vogon thanks for listening everybody we hope you enjoyed listening to us revisit our childhood just as much as we have and if you did make sure you hit the subscribe and follow on our apple podcast or spotify so that you don't miss out on any future episodes until then so long and thanks for all the fish, for all the fish.
2: Marvin, you saved our lives.
3: I know. Wretched, isn't it?